friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past, and we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. We're talking about some of those events, those road trips that have had a little bit of a, a turn of surprise, but you've made some incredible friendships along the way. This following the story of Alana and her mom, uh, Renee, Carlos, and a whole host of other people, 12 to be exact, who rented a large passenger cedar van to drive from Orlando to Knoxville, Tennessee, to be able to make all of their gazillion appointments um, and obligations. Uh, there's a woman there speaking at a conference. Had it not been for that group of people trying to find a solution in a frustrating situation, she would have missed her opportunity at that conference to speak. So I just love how they came together, they made it happen, and nobody missed a thing. Sort of reminds me of Home Alone. Do you remember the scene of the mom trying to get back to Kevin? (laughs) And she hops into the passenger van, and uh, John Candy's... Well, like a polka band, I think it was, uh, was there. And um, memories were made. People helping strangers is a beautiful thing. I got a story here from Phil. He said he once went to Hawaii and met a couple of people there who he's still in contact to this day. It was 15 years ago. And now they'll meet up in random cities and explore. They've become travel buddies. That's cool. You're able to make a connection with somebody you didn't even know you'd meet, and now you meet up every couple of years exploring different places in the world. So that's fun, because at home, sometimes your group of friends may not like certain things. Maybe you're a lone ranger. Well, that's the beauty of travel. You never know who you will meet. All right, you've got some stories about road trips that sparked new friendships. Text in 905-338-1250. Lots of ways for you to catch us, whether it be on the radio, that's on the AM side of your dial, going up to 1250, or going to our website, joyradio.ca. We also have an app, the My Joy Radio app, or you can use your smart speaker and just ask it to play Joy Radio on TuneIn, and you are good to go. So lots of ways to weigh in in our conversations, or hear stories that might make you scratch your head, like this one. I kind of feel like Edberg might have been a lot like my daughter. You might be thinking, Holly, who is? Uh, Edberg. Well, it was a woman, and uh, she was a medieval female. They actually found some medieval manuscripts, and it had her name on it. So what they do now when they find manuscripts is that, thanks to technology, they're able to run them through 3D imaging technology. And so when they found this manuscript, they're like, whoa, this is old, neat. (laughs) Maybe not quite in that verbiage, but, you know, work with me here. Um, And so they ran it through their new 3D imaging, and they found her name written on the top left corner of this manuscript. And then they also found doodles, which I don't think of medieval individuals and manuscripts just doodling, you know, because I think, I mean, it must have been tough to get the paper and to be able to write in the calligraphy what you're trying to say in like old English or Latin. I mean, who had the time to doodle? But this actually had, um, it was two people 
and one had their back to the other person, kind of giving them the hand, like, I don't have time for you kind of situation. Uh, I could talk to the hand. There you go. In the medieval days, they used that. So apparently, um, she would have been a scribe, which was uncommon for those days. But they have found different locations where there were women scribes in Kent in the UK. And so there they go. They've been trying to cross-reference her name from this manuscript with the different um, abbeys and just to see... Which one did she go to? Around what time? So they're on this bit of a hunt, thanks to her doodles, which I love. I mean, they literally just look like, you know, a fourth grader had her little journal and she was just doodling. Must have not been a very entertaining sermon that day. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's a secret message. Or she was just literally saying to somebody, don't bug me. Talk to the hand. I'm trying to focus in. This Latin is hard to hear. So there you go. Thanks to technology, we are uncovering some incredible stories of days gone by. Names and people who have been lost to time are now making a bit of a comeback. I'm loving your text messages at 905-338-1250, talking about re-gifting. And it looks like a lot of you still thinking, nah, not going to do the re-gift as uh, that was given to me. So I want to honor the the feelings behind it. So um, maybe you are a big fan of regifting. Text in 905-338-1250. Producer Mike is back. Yay. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you back. Thanks. And, Good uh, to be back. Regifting. I, if anybody gives me chocolates, yeah. those always get regifted. <gasps> Can I be in line for a regift of chocolate? Sure. <laughs> I can't. Volunteered myself for a present. <laughs> now uh, I have to go buy gifts for some of those people. <laughs> uh. Okay, no, no, re-gift them away, and I'll just, you know, I'll just take your Merry Christmas. That's fine. Yeah, okay, that's that fine. Works. I get it. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I like chocolate. <laughs> Clearly. Oh my goodness. Um, new surveys are showing that about more than half of the adults that they, they surveyed would welcome a pre-owned gift this Christmas um, because people are trying to save money. They're trying to be more um, sustainable in how they take a look at the things they acquire. Um, so two really great reasons as to why re-gift. And why not? If it's in good shape, it looks good. Maybe uh, it was literally something that you have never used. I once got, oh, I've gotten a few things actually. Uh, it was a fondue kit. It was for chocolate, which honestly, I love chocolate. I love going for like fondue parties. It was really on paper the perfect gift for me, except for I just don't get enough chocolate with a, like a fondue kind of event. Like if I'm going to have chocolate, it's going to be a massive chocolate bar, right? Like, <laughs> I may have a problem. Um, anyway, so I re-gifted it, and the other person uses it all the time, and they love the gift. And I still have the feelings in my heart that my friend took time to find something that she thought I would really like, and it actually, like, she she nailed it. I just apparently have a problem with chocolate gluttony. You know, it is what it is. So, yes, a lot of people shifting more to re-gifting as a way of saving money and being a part of the Reduce, Reuse, Recycle, and Recover initiative. So the stigma is lessening when it comes to re-gifting. So if you've got a closet full of things you've never opened, this could be your year. A good time to try to get rid of them and bless somebody else with a blessing that maybe you just haven't been able to use. 
I'm Holly Taylor, and we're just reflecting on aging gracefully and embracing our age. As uh, there's a lot of incredible things that come with each and every year that we are blessed to walk on this earth. Um, for me, I think I now have more patience. Probably now that I've had two kids who are getting older, and I can pause breathe, and then react. When I was younger, that would not have been the case. I have big emotions. But now I get to help my youngest navigate her big emotions. So it's kind of fun, but still a lot of hard work. Text message here from Peter. He said, the best part of getting older are the grandkids. Yes, I've heard that. Oh, what an incredible blessing. I'd love to know how many grandkids do you have? Please text back, 905-338-1250. I've got a message here from, looks like it's Lucy. She says, best part of getting older is being able to have relationships with young people. They make me feel young. So, yeah, those intergenerational relationships are really, really important. Okay, I'm going to put somebody in a spot. Yes, that's you, producer Mike. All right. At your uh, old age of what? 30. 30? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel old. You're not old at all. No. I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then uh, hearing about that listener with the grand, you know, looking forward to grandkids, it's yeah. like, man, I still have a lot left, don't I? You do. Yeah. You do. You're just, like you said, you're just starting. Yeah. But you are older than an 18 year old. That's true, yeah, and right? it's nice to have that uh, perspective. Yeah. So. I'm glad I'm not 18 anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 18 was great, right? It was fun. It was great. It was it was good for, for when I was 18, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's glad I'm not there anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, so what has been the best part of getting older for you? Mm, I have responsibilities in a good way, like responsibilities that I want, you mm-hmm. know, ones like having my own place yeah, and keeping that place clean and keeping food in the fridge and money in the bank account. And some of those things that, I don't know, they're sort of obvious, but yeah. um, makes me feel like an adult, makes me feel like I'm doing all right. Yeah. I still have food in the fridge. I still have money in the bank account. <laughs> I still have a roof over my head. So can't You're be doing, doing too good. bad. You're yeah. doing good. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. And it's true. As I, we get older, I think the, uh, the things we can celebrate do shift and do change. So 30-year-old Mike from 18-year-old Mike, yeah, you're killing it. Oh, I just had a flashback of the place I was living at when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm moving on up. <laughs> flashback or nightmare? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> some from column A, some from column B. All right, text in 905-338-1250. What are some of the best things about getting older? I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about Christmas parties and some of those fun Christmas games that you love to do. It's become a tradition. My daughters have, for their dance teams, uh, elf exchanges. So the limit is $10, because there's six and and eight. We're going to go to the dollar store and we're going (laughs) to find something random. But it's actually a really cool way for the girls to get something little, stick within a budget, and then be able to give it to their friends. Uh, The one party, the theme is actually socks. So we have to find some fun socks for 15 or under. So I, I like that, because now I'm not wondering what am I getting? What should I encourage my child to get? We know it's going to be funny socks 
And that's the gift for this gift exchange. But there are so many ideas. What are yours? You can text in 905-338-1250. Producer Mike, you're young. You have a social life, unlike me. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? My stories are about kids' birthday parties and Christmas parties. What is something that uh, you and your friends do for Christmas? Uh, Funnily enough, it's very similar to what your kids do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not too far off the mark. The secret gift exchange, that's always a fun one. Yeah. I like those. Uh, just seeing what sort of knickknacks you get from the dollar store from a coworker or from yeah. a friend or something like that, right? Yeah. It's always yeah. fun to see what somebody's pulled out for you. And uh, yeah, the Christmas socks. My sister and I mm-hmm. will get together every year and just, I don't know, put on the Christmas socks and watch a movie or something. It's... Uh, it's mundane, but it's funny. Yeah, Every it's, year we do it. It's those little traditions, right? Yeah. My daughters have fuzzy Christmas socks. Unfortunately, they left them sitting out the other night. Oh, no. And uh, the cat may have put a hole in one of them. Well, this is a perfect <laughs> excuse to get new Christmas socks for this year. I suppose um, what actually happened was me saying, you need to put your stuff away. Mm, yeah, that too. You know, yeah. that reminds me, there was a tradition I had at my aunt's house. She'd buy catnip for all the cats. Yeah. And they'd all just go nuts for all Christmas. <laughs> Like the whole day, they're just charging around. (laughs) Wild cat syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. We have one here. Um, (laughs) Terry and John texted in, and they said that they had a uh, a Christmas game that they played with their cousins for their annual cousin's Christmas party. And it's they wrap up a gift in multiple boxes, in multiple layers, with lots and lots of tape. And so there's a Santa hat that goes in the first person, a ginormous dice. You have to roll a six, and then you get to try to take off a layer of the wrapping, but you're wearing oven mitts. So she says in her email, it's hilarious. Um, And then as soon as somebody rolls a six, as the dice moves around the circle, well... That person then gets to put on the Santa hat while wearing mitts and then tries to rip open that next layer, and the person who gets to the gift wins. So she says it's hysterical, lots of laughter, lots of fun, and um, she's learned who's the aggressive people and competitive people in, <laughs> in her family. I believe it. If you've got a fun game or a fun kind of christmas theme party idea, we'd love to hear about it today.